I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Detective Sergeant Clifton Slay. Is that slay as in kill? No, it's slay as in one horse open. You're investigating the Cluso case. Yes. I thought I'd visit the scene of the crime. You leave? Good. I mean, uh, good luck. Sergeant Slay has arrived in Valencia. Introducing Ted Wass as Detective Sergeant Clifton Slay in Blake Edwards' Curse of the Pink Panther. This is my big chance. Don't blow it. Hello and welcome to Smash Pod Royale a podcast celebrating all the Bond and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or just aren't asked about them, hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be using a computer to hunt for the world's greatest detective, utilising the world's worst everything. Yes, it's the curse of the Pink Panther. And joining me to fall over a lot, look confused and feel awkward, live from his room next door, is Michael Spicer. Hi, John. Hi, Michael. Lovely to speak to you. Lovely to speak to you, finally. I know, it's been a long time. Long time. Yeah. Long, long time. Probably six or seven years. Easily. <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? It is, yeah. Never mind. We're here to talk about this film. How exciting. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just talking off air there, but you've always wanted to mm. see this, you said? Yes. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of the Pink Panther films, and um, I... Uh, just because of you know growing up with them, they would they would always be on television on Bank Holiday Mondays and things like that. Yeah. Um, and but as you get older, you're kind of aware of its limitations and its flaws, and there are plenty of them because mm. I don't think there's a Blake Edwards film that doesn't have them really. No. Um, uh, but I've always avoided Trail and Curse because they're post Peter Sellers films actually I've always uh, I've avoided all Pink Panther films after Peter Sellers death you know Son of Pink Panther Mm -hmm. Inspector Clouseau Steve Martin's versions never watched any of those not not interested at all no Um, but yes I just I thought when you said do you want to watch Curse I thought yes what's what's a what's a perfect reason to 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 watch it and I've watched it and I didn't enjoy it at all and I don't think I Really, really don't think any human being possibly could. No, I don't think either. It's so 
the clues in the cards from the beginning because there's an elephant in the room for this entire yes. film. And there's a bit where the Pink Panther himself is cleaning up elephant shit. <laughs> and I thought that's a bit on the nose. Yes. Uh, but this, it, sorry. No, I was going to say, the interesting thing about that is right from the off, oh. it feels like it's paper thin. It, it, the, the animations aren't as good. No. And and the and the Henry Mancini's music is a weird synthesizer version, which yeah. is horrible. Horrible. Yeah, the animation is usually done by Richard Williams, but here it's not. It's done no, by it's Marvel. Done by Marvel, yeah. Ah. So yeah, they, I mean, the clues are there right at the very beginning that mm. you're just going to get a very flimsy knockoff. And what's absolutely staggering is that this was intended to be a platform for six more. Yeah. For six more films. Yeah, of Ted and Wass. With Ted Wass. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's crazy. It's Hollywood at, at its craziest. I do think Blake Edwards was, Edwards was probably the craziest egomaniac um, in Hollywood. And just this, this project uh, just illustrates how completely out of control he was. Yeah. Because because he tried um, to bring Pink Panther back once more after Sellers died with Trail. With Trail. Which is just using offcuts from Strikes Back and Revenge, I think. Yes, it is. And it's it's a um, it's very much a, 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 a precursor to the DVD extras, essentially. Mm, yeah. And with him kind of tying everything together by having Joanna Lumley as a journalist... Yeah. talking to all the supporting characters. I mean, that's another thing. Supporting characters having to be pushed forward to the centre stage when they don't have any kind of character depth whatsoever. Yeah. <clears throat> like, it's a bit like uh, uh, Reggie Perrin, um, the, the, oh, the, the, the funeral, of, no, the, the will of Reggie Perrin or something. Yeah, the one where he was the, dead. Yeah. Where he was dead mm. and it was all the characters. Mm. And they... What on earth is that all about? The, the the idea that you can just carry on without this central figure who made it successful, who made it work. It's just an extraordinary. Um, it's, it's just it's it's the pursuit of more money. Yeah. No no art at all goes into these things. Because the only blessing for this film is that the bit I'd remembered being in this film was in Trails. So I was really happy where she goes to see Cluzo's family. Oh yeah, uh, it's the guy from Soap. I can't remember his name. The older guy, and he's just yes. falling over a lot. Yeah, I remember it being in this, and thank God it wasn't. It wasn't, no. But it had some really, really good bits that should have been in Pink Panther films. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but uh, just the, just the, just the nature of cobbling things together mm. to make a film is so utterly wrong. And he got sued as well, didn't he? By um, he did, Lynn, yeah. Lynn Fredericks. So oh, did, by Lynn Fredericks, really? Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say he got sued by MGM because there was a lot of toing and froing there. He yeah, felt... he sued MGM after this film, mm. uh, but Lynn Fredericks sued him after Trail because he basically just put Peter Sellers in a film after he was dead, without asking. Without asking, yeah, mm. and she got lots of money for that. Yeah, um, but yeah, so this film, Blake Edwards has obviously thought, well, I want to carry on with Pink Panther. What I'll mm. do is I'll make a plot where they're looking for Cluzo so mm. I can put Cluzo to bed. No one will mind that. No. And we'll go with the hilarious Clifton Slay <laughs> for six films. Six films. I mean, Sellers only got, what, five? Yeah, yeah. But Something I like think that. Slay's funnier, so we'll give him six. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. There's something about him. I mean, I I feel I feel bad because obviously Ted Wass was. Mm. Um, yeah, I I just don't. I mean, no star quality. No. Let's let's be honest. No star quality at all. But what could you do with it? No. Literally, what could you do with that script? Nothing. No. So he just kind of went along with it, and I feel sorry for him. I but do. No, no star quality at all. No, and all he does is occasionally fall over a stair a bit, yeah. and walk into a door and trip over. It's yeah. not really a character. No, it's not. And um, uh, I mean, a, a vast portion of this film is about him clumsily falling over and avoiding a bullet that would have shot him. Yeah. Which we've already done. Yeah. We did that. We did that in. Um, strikes back. Strikes, strikes. Or is it strikes oh, again? Strikes again. Sorry. Strikes again. Yeah. yeah, strikes again. Yeah. Um, and that was like a sort of a ten-minute, twenty-minute long-running section of that film. Yes. And then they're just doing it all over again. Yeah. Um, bizarre. It's so, really bizarre. bizarre. It's really bizarre as well because it starts off with Joanna Lumley, who, as you said, in the last film was playing a reporter. Yeah. Now she's the Countess Chandra. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and we see a cat burglar steal the Pink Panther again. Again. This is about the seventh time it's been stolen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, he brings it to her. She haggles over the price. And then Cluzo, a really bad body double, by the way. Yeah, bad. And the dark. It sounds like they've used some of Sella's dialogue. They have, yeah. Yeah. And then she shoots the burglar. And then we get the opening titles with the elephant shit. Yes, with the elephant shit. So, yeah. so what you've got there is you've got the dime. Are we are we really going to be forensic here? This could be seven hours long, <laughs> but we've got the stealing of the diamond again. But if you watch, because the interesting thing is, um, uh, uh, I, I've got to go off on a tangent here. Oh, but my oh, my oh. son, my son is into Minecraft, and as a yeah. result, as a result, he's now into um, precious metals. Okay. Right, yes, yes, and, I've been through that uh, phase, yes. Have you? Okay, yeah, yeah. so you've got, di- he's into diamonds and rubies and emeralds and... Uh, so obsidian. Uh, obsidian, absolutely. Yeah. Obsidian is that big. So anyway, he's never, ever really sat through a film. It's not, it doesn't interest him, uh, which worries me, um, mm. because obviously, you know, it's all I ever did when I was his age. But yeah. anyway, yeah. so I said, oh, I know, I'll get, I'll buy... Uh, Return of the Pink Panther because I did remember the beginning, mm. which was this, uh, which was the, the the diamond being stolen, yes, and lots of, you know, uh, tense mo- mo- tense moments trying to get the the, the diamond off and all of that, <clears throat> yeah. and um, so I only watched that recently. Mm. I watched it a few days ago, and comparing it to this, which is just, which is just, Ed Blake was going, oh, I have to do this scene again. Um, mm. oh, I'll tell you what. He burns a big hole in the floor. It's fine. And you just see the big hole. Yeah. Diamond's taken. That's it. No alarm or anything. No alarm. Nothing. Three minutes of just Blake was going, oh, really? Do I have to? Oh, all right. Um, Big hole. Um, So it's, again, so alarm bells. You just think, oh, my God, he's really just kind of going over old ground and he's doing it in the most um, uh, haphazard um, unloving way. Yeah. It's so, like you said, I was expecting when he, because I hadn't seen this for a long time, when he took off the bell jar and reached mm. in for the diamond, I'm thinking, he's going to grab it, the alarm's going to go off, and then he's going to disappear, mm. and they're going to come in and go, <gasps> but no, he just literally takes it and goes. Yeah, just down takes it, and then, and then turns up and says, I've got that diamond. Yeah. Jo- Joanna. 
<laughs> and then she shoots him, and we're supposed to think, well, what the... Uh, and also, what's cr- crucially important at this point, John, mm-hmm. um, it's a comedy. Yeah. Uh, so far, I've not actually laughed at anything. I've no. seen Joanna Lumley shoot somebody in the head, and I've seen a diamond being stolen badly. Mm-hmm. And so far, I've not actually seen anything to make me laugh. Well, Michael, don't you worry. <laughs> there is a massive truck reversing. You can hear right now, beep, beep, beeping up your driveway, full of laughter. Yeah. <laughs> Because after our exciting cartoon sequence, which they, this felt long, and I always quite enjoyed the oh, old ones because they used to put yeah. like funny little film parodies in and stuff. Yeah, this this did, one yeah. takes the piss out of Tron by the looks of it. It, it seems that way, but I must admit, I just I, I looked the other way. I looked mm. back and I totally lost the plot of the titles. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, oh no. <laughs> it's like they've gone, well, here's Cluzo's body. Again, we've got more stuff about Peter Sellers' corpse here because they've got yeah. the, the cartoon of Cluzo. And they're like, well, we're going to get him, put it in a computer, and we're going to make Clifton Slay, which is kind yeah. of suggesting he's as good as Cluzo. Yeah. Which is yeah. a dangerous way to start your film. It's just extraordinary, isn't it? It's yeah. an extraordinary thing to kind of. So, well, he, he has the same traits, but he's oh. different. Well, yeah. how does he have the same traits? Well, he definitely falls over more. <laughs> Okay, and what else? I don't know. There's nothing else. Can I? Can I just have the money to make this film? <laughs> I, I really, really, really want to have been at the auditions and mm. the bit where Ted Wasp walks in mm. uh, and just been there. And Ted was just like, "Yep, that's the man." Well, I, I mean, again, I mean, I imagine you've done your research because I've I've done a bit of work as mm-hmm. well, which mm-hmm. is that he wanted um, Dudley Moore because I think they'd done yes. uh, ten, ten by then, hadn't they? Yeah. So I think he wanted Dudley Moore, and Dudley Moore, the, 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 the official line is that he didn't want to be part of a franchise, he didn't want to make six films, Yeah, which I understand, but I think he probably saw the script. Because there's more history there, isn't there? The Sellers originally mm. wanted to make another Panther film without Blake Edwards, ah. called Romance the Pink Panther, and he was going to direct it. Yeah, oh yes, he did, that's absolutely right. And, and then Pamela the... Stevenson. Is that true? Yeah, she Very was going to play a, a, a jewel thief called The Frog. Um, it was, uh, the script's available online. You can get it now. Uh, it's Sellers, written by Sellers and somebody else. I can't remember who exactly. But it's him tracking down the frog. And then the pl- plot is that he falls in love with the frog. And then by the end, he mm. joins her on her yeah. papers. I had heard that he... I mean, that 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 I didn't like the sound of that at all. But the oh. idea that Inspector Cruz would have just um, given it all up to be, pursue a life of crime. Mm. Um I mean, it would but, have been dreadful, um, Michael, because Peter Sellers oh, was yeah. dreadful by that point. Yes, he was absolutely awful. And, yeah. and I think, um, I, I, I'm not sure he's ever had a directing or writing credit No, solely. I think he um, ghost-directed um, the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu because he fired oh, okay. Piers Haggard fairly early on. Right. Well, this is the thing. I think the only reason he would ever direct or write is because he fell out with the writer or yeah. the director because yeah. he fell out with everyone. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I mean it's 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 it, it's very very good that that was never made. I think really I, good. I, yeah, I mean I'm sure I'm pretty sure that ha- had he carried on, maybe he could have done another being there. Mm. But let's face it, probably more um, murder by deaths. He was the Eddie Murphy of his day. He'd follow up Dreamgirls with Norbit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he followed up uh, being there with the fiendish plot of Doctor Fu Manchu. Yes. Which is yes. a f- Fucking diabolical film. Yeah, yeah. No, I've not done that one because of... I mean, I do... I am fascinated by Peter Sellers' career, mm. but towards the end, I, I, I lose all hope. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I love the... Uh, I love the, his, his 
50s, 60s Korea. Mm. Um, the, the, all sorts of amazing hidden gems in there. Yes. I watched um, uh, Hoffman. Oh, I love Hoffman. But he hated Hoffman. He hated yeah. his performance in Hoffman. He said it was the closest to real life him that's ever indeed. been on screen. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And Which is worrying because he's a bit of a psychopath. Yes, I know. I, oh, I know it's terrible, isn't it? But I'm, I'm such a fan. Me but, too. Um, I hate... I, I, no, I don't hate. I don't hate anything. But I don't, the, 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 the documentaries that were, you know, that, that kind of pretty much lay out um, irrefutably that he was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not good for me uh, <laughs> as, no, no. As, as a fan um, because I, I adore his... Um, I adore his performances in, in those early films. Yeah. From from Strange Love to I'm Alright Jack, mm. um, I think it's you know you can't you can't uh, improve upon it. No, I mean he had an incredible career. It's just that yeah. by the end he was just a mess and making really bad yeah. choices. Yes, I mean yes. the 70s. Apart from Pink Panther, he did nothing of re- any real consequence apart from being there. But yeah, and that that was inc- and then that's an incredible thing because that was obviously a a labour of love. He, he, yes. he dearly wanted to do it for almost decades mm. um so it's beautiful that he made that before he died and an oscar nomination as well of course yeah mm. i mean yeah something that i don't know was was probably important to him at that time but you know recognition yeah. as it were but yeah absolutely but he's not in this because we got but ted he's was. not in this because we got ted was and why do you need one of the greatest character comedy actors of all time when you've got ted was who was in soap <laughs> oh, I'm being horrible. Sorry, Ted Was. He's still around. He's a director he, now. He's a, he directed. Um, he's a director of. Um, Is it modern uh, Family. Huh? Is it Modern Family? I thought it was. It might be, but I thought he was. Um, it, the uh, Two and a Half Men was one of. Oh, his. that was it. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So, so it's good that right. he's had a career. He, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah. He's certainly Ted Was rather than is, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that's excellent. Thanks. <laughs> So, Dreyfus, who, yeah. poor old Herbert Lom, been dragged poor into Herbert this. Lom. He's dragged poor into Herbert Son Lom. of Pink Panther as well, bless him. Uh, so I hear, and I've not seen that one, but yes. Uh, it's really bad. Um, he's put in charge of finding Cluzo, because Cluzo, uh, the, the, continuing the joke that everybody thinks he's an incredible detective, but Dreyfus knows he's not. He's dreadful. Yes. Um, so he gets, he goes to have a look at Interpol's computer, which is called Huxley mm. 6600. Mm. And it seems like they're doing a thing about Hal from 2001. They are. Yeah. In a very tenuous way. It's like 14 years later. Yeah. Take that, 2001. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, it's so bad. Um, But he's basically told this computer is amazing. It's it's a bit of a sassy computer, if you ask me. Yeah, it's very sassy. Yeah. Yeah. It plays its own little music and everything. But this computer can find the world's greatest detective because apparently every detective is registered in this database, Interpol's database. Mm. So Dreyfus, rather than thinking, well, I'll just get any old detective uh, because it doesn't matter, as it turns out in the end, it doesn't matter if they do find Cluzo. Uh, he gets a prisoner who's a computer genius to help him rig the computer so it will do the exact opposite, as in mm. black is white, day is mm. night. Yes, yes. Um, so you can find the world's worst detective. Yes, I mean as a as a as a setup, it, it's it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. But then um, again, at the, by this point, we've still had no jokes at all. Absolutely none. <laughs> it's a no. lot of exposition. Yeah. Um, and and when they do come along, they're 
I mean, they're, they're barely anything really. They don't register. They don't register on my my uh, internal um, this sort of comedy notebook. I wouldn't no. write. I wouldn't write them down. Well, um, pop, pop on your seatbelt, Michael, because we're oh, about to meet Clifton Slay. Yes, in in a terrible, terrible way. Yeah, because the computer picks out of thirteen million six hundred twenty-three thousand and fifty-five subjects, Clifton mm. Slay of the New York Police Department. Uh, and uh, as you mentioned earlier, he had he had a potential six-figure, sorry, a six-film con- contract. He did, yeah, which thankfully never came to pass. But he yeah. is undercover, and you know what's really funny, Michael? He's dressed as a woman. When a man's dressed like a lady. Yes, really that's um, that's very good. He and one one boob is a bit yeah lopsided. Yeah. So that's, that's funny. And his, um, his partner is uh, Miles Dyson from Terminator Two. Ah, well, now see the thing is, apparently hmm. he was supposed to be the um, uh, like a regular support. Oh, yes. For all, for the for the next six films. Yes, he's meant to be uh, like um, Dreyfus's number two in exactly, the old yeah. films. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think the I think that was the idea was that this was going to be uh, putting all the old characters to bed mm. and setting it all up in New York, where it's cheaper. Um, where it's cheaper, mm. and there's no Pink Panther diamond or anything like that. No. And somebody, I can't remember who said it, but uh, it might have just been an entry in Wikipedia, I can't remember, but that, that um, it was essentially going to turn into, if it had carried on the way it was going to carry on, it would essentially turn into the Police Academy film, oh, really. Oh, brilliant. Um, which, you know, uh, I, 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 you know I've, I ha- I've, I've been to see Police Academy 3 and 4 uh-huh. in the cinema. Um mm. And uh, I, you know what really, what I really liked about Police Academy, and I think we've spoken about this before on Twitter. Yeah. Their posters. Yeah, oh yes. I just, you know. Absolutely I brilliant. Absolutely just love a big cast poster mm-hmm. where they're all together doing something. Yes. I just used to write, I did a draw rather, draw and draw and draw, just trying to replicate these things. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's what it was going to be. It was going to be Police Academy, but none of this came to pass, as, as we well, know. I'm so. a big fan of Police Academy films, as we've discussed before. But the one thing that's lacking from all of them, in my opinion, is Ted Wass. <laughs> Ted so. Wass and jokes and jokes and jokes. Yeah, I mean, this film. I mean, Cur- Curse of the Pink Panther would have been helped a lot with a fellatio scene. Yeah. Yes, it, it would have done. We do sort of get one. Which I'll get yeah, to we, we yeah we do we do we get. Th- I mean, I I have to say, by the time we got to that bit, I just thought, I know what the next ten minutes is going to be, so I'm yeah. going to skip it. So I did skip it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I did that quite a few times. <laughs> uh, but I occasionally had to go back and go, oh shit, I've missed something, haven't I? Um, but <laughs> yeah. he's a drag. He's undercover because apparently an old lady was mugged. Mm. So he's gone undercover as a prostitute. Which you would never do. No. Um, yep. Uh, and uh, he gets accosted by a drunk man from 1937. Yes. Do you know what that's about, by the way? No. It's uh, Blake Edwards wrote that bit, thinking that it that Dudley Moore would be in that role. Ah. So he wrote in an Arthur character. Right. And as if a nod to say, oh look, it's Arthur. it's an Arthur character, mm. but it's Dudley Moore not, you know, playing the other one. Oh, so that's so, why it makes no sense. That's why it makes no sense. Oh, but, he's got um, a cane and a top hat and white gloves. Um, yeah, and he and then some other people come along, a pimp dance with up. him for a bit. Yeah, uh, and, and, and to, to, uh, to my knowledge, this is not Ted Wass's fault. It's not Clifton Slay's fault, no. and yet somehow he 
takes the rap for everything. Well, we, we get introduced to the new Dreyfus, Michael, who's just yes. as brilliant as Herbert Lom. Yes. Again, that was... Again, he was supposed to be brought back for all six films. Can you imagine six films with this uh, one-dimensional um, uh, 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 police chief? He wouldn't have made six films because he's clearly suffering from radiation poisoning. Because <laughs> yes. at the end of the film, he, his hair is literally falling out. Yes. It, that, that is... Isn't that interesting? I mean, when he did, when that happened, I thought, yeah, okay, that's a Blake Edwards joke. Mm. I can see how that would be a Blake Edwards joke. Mm. But the previous four minutes of interaction between, between these two mm. was just exposition with yeah. no jokes. No. So it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work to just finish with a silly visual gag if you'd not had anything else in the middle of it. I mean, compare that scene to Return of the Pink Panther, for instance, yeah. when Cluzo lets the bank robbers go. Yes. And then he's oh, talking God, to yes. Dreyfus and he says, yes. how does an idiot become a policeman? Tell me that. And he goes on to try and explain it. Amazing gag. Yes. And there's literally not one joke in this scene. Yes, nothing, nothing. Uh, and, and, and the police chief kind of really overplays it. So he's kind yeah. of really dramatic. Yeah. Which it's makes like, it like even worse. Cagney and Lacey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's exactly it. But anyway... But he tells so. Clifton that he's been selected to go and work for the, for the Sotte yeah, in Paris. The Sotte, yeah. And uh, so he goes to the airport. Oh, and in the meantime, the mafia say, well, since Cluzo's been gone, everything's been great. We've got to stop him being found, so we need to whack this yeah. Clifton Slay. Yeah, yeah. Whilst, while gesticulating like Italians. Yeah. And he, he, this is good, isn't it? I mean, I'm doing it right now. Mm. This is, it's good. We're having a good life here, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yeah. The eat, wine is eat. good, huh? Wine is good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. What do you think, Robert Loggia? Well, <laughs> what am I I'm doing a little bit film? concerned. Yeah, exactly. What am I doing in this film? Well, you're going to get the shit beaten out of you by Leslie Ash. Yeah. You're going to pick up your paycheck and you'll leave. And you'll be dressed like a disco godfather. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what is that? I've never, ever wanted to see Lo Robert Loggia in leather trousers. <laughs> oh, it's but so now grim. I have. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. grim. It's really grim. My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Uh, so he goes, he gets to the airport, and then one of the mafia guys tries to whack him yes. and falls off a balcony. Yes, he does. Now, there are two things mm. that are okay in this film. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the second one later. But oh. this, this is okay. The as, umbrella business. Yes, because yeah. it requires a little bit more thought. Mm. So the umbrella flips. All of this has a bit of business going on beforehand so you yeah. know what's so you know he's got a faulty umbrella and you know it's windy outside and mm-hmm. all of this and the the door the electric the automatic doors come out open the wind goes whoosh, his umbrella goes and it shoots him across uh, uh and because the the guy's hanging off a balcony ready to shoot he goes a little bit too far and falls off the balcony yeah. now that requires a little bit of thought i would i wouldn't and i'm i i appreciate it <laughs> uh, in a in a barren desert yeah, yeah. Of, of ideas, that was okay. A tiny oasis. A tiny oasis. It was yeah. good. It, was good. it would have been a okay. Yeah, barrage. Yes, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Maybe I was just grasping for I anything. Think you were. But but no, I do. I think if that was in a Peter Sellers film, it, it, you know, he would have done oh, really well with that. Can you imagine? It'd probably be like five minutes longer as well with better business. Better business, better reaction, yeah. uh, better stunt. He'd have probably accidentally up. poked that old lady in the bum and she yes. slapped him. Yes. I mean, I'm already thinking of better jokes for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Um, so he lands in Paris and then they try oh. and whack him again. Yes. Someone tries to stab him and tri- trips over a remote control car. Yeah. Because he was uh, being uh, mean to a child. Yes. Yes. And the other one tries um, to shoot yeah. him, but turns around and walks straight into a pane of glass these guys are carrying across the street. Yes, the uh, classic pane of, pane of glass. But again, you can't, there, was no, there was nothing beforehand to say that there was a pane of glass being carried across. It was just, no. it was just there. Just there. Um, it was like a kind of, uh, well, how, how, can he, how can we stop him being killed this time? I suppose he could walk into a pane of glass. It's what, cool. in an airport? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's called Chekhov's pane of glass, Michael. You need Chekhov's to pane of glass, absolutely. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brilliant. he goes to see Dreyfus and yes. immediately pushes him out of the window into some water. That's good as well. I liked that bit. I've actually turned that into a GIF and I use it a lot. Yeah, and that's, good the first, stuff. that's the first time I've seen. That's the first time I've seen it. So you you do these gifs hmm. and I see them and I go, "That's from a Pink Panther film." But what Pink Panther <laughs> film? And that looks really good. Yeah, uh, and then it's kind of made me. Uh, uh, curious about <laughs> about these awful films. 
<laughs> well, this and Trail have got my two favourite stunts from the Panther films. The other one, the Trail's got Dreyfus slipping on the soap and falling yeah. down the stairs. Yes. Which, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And that's an absolutely fantastic mm. stunt slapstick moment. Mm. You, you can't take that away from it. It's in and Trail I, of the Pink Panther. But it's in Trail of the Pink Panther. Yeah, sad. But I mean, the best... I mean, I was gonna. I was definitely going to talk about this at some mm. point. I mm. might as well talk about it now. Mm. Is that my all-time favourite thing? Yeah. In in comedy films, is a beautifully choreographed comedic stunt, mm. which you do not get now, John. You no. don't get them because no. CGI will just do it for you. So it yeah. doesn't matter. And inevitably, there's lots of editing. Yeah. Because you need. You know those 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 versions where those sh- those those shots where the stunt man or woman is there instead of the actor. Yeah. So, but in 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 Pink Panther and occasionally in things like Ten, because this is all about Blake Edwards. He is yeah. the only person who seemed to do this really well. Um, uh, because everything else, every other film I've seen that that tries to do a big comic set piece just makes a hash of it through yeah. editing or, or 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 comedic music or something something just ruins it yeah and blake blake edwards is was was the master of it mm. he kind of it, it it made me it always makes me think of things like laurel and hardy buster keaton howard lloyd the yes. big the big set pieces i love them so much and and i, I think he's the master of it yeah and um the 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 fold up bed smashing through the wall <laughs> with Burt Kwok and and yeah. and Peter Sellers and uh, Leslie Ann Down flying into the scene. Oh, the bit where in the slow motion fight in uh, Strikes Again, uh, it trips motion. over the periscope. And oh my the god! Dual, the, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm. Just in, you can't compare it, and oh. and the and the him floating out of his. <laughs> Uh, apartment as yeah. Quasimodo with yeah. a big inflatable hump sees that he's floating, drops the telephone, which swings <laughs> into the apartment below, knocks Herbert Lom on the head. So, goes, he, oh. so yeah, he goes, oh. <laughs> down the plunger goes, <laughs> and then he's flying over ha- Notre Dame, going floating oh. over Notre Dame. <laughs> he's going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and um. Honestly, nothing like that has happened. I, 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 you know, I, I've not seen every film, you oh. know, admittedly, but I've never seen anything as good as that. No. I, I, it's just it's a lost art, I think. I agree. Anyway, I've got that off my chest. Good. No, I agree with you. There were films that I watched a lot as a kid and, oh, just so much joy in them. Even the... Because, like, Return Of is quite long. Yeah. It's When the, when the funny bits happen, they're just so good. That's got the... Yeah. Um, Telephone repairman sequence. Yes. Which I love. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a car chase sequence in Curse, which is rubbish. Yeah. But there's a fan. But the the, the one um, uh, where he's dressed as a television <laughs> repairman <laughs> in this rickety old car. Um, uh, I mean, that's the great thing is that he would usually, if there was a car chase, he would usually be in some stupid vehicle. Mm. Like Bert Kwok was in an ice cream bicycle thing that's right yeah. <laughs> you know and, and at the end when he was dressed as uh, as that mafia boss and they were in yeah. some sort of ridiculous golf cart and it flies off into the into the um 
uh, into the docks. Just fantastically funny moments. Yeah. And a, a lot has to be said that the, the stuntmen had to be Peter Sellers as well. They had yeah. to have that kind of... Particularly uh, by the end ones, because pretty much all Sellers could do was walk. Indeed. I he mean, was so ill know, heart-wise. He was so ill. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could see it, couldn't you, towards mm. the end. Especially with Revenge of, you can see stuntmen so much in that film. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and there's the funny thing about that is that you know, with the slow motion shots, you can visibly see the yeah. stuntman's face. It doesn't matter, though, does it? <laughs> and it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. The one yeah. that I'm thinking of, I think it's Revenge, where he does a flying kick at Kato, and Kato bends over, and he goes right through the kitchen door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he does like a, yeah, you, it's a close-up of Sellers, but when he goes through the door, he, it's someone that looks nothing like him, but it's still Nothing really like him. And it, it is also brilliant, because as, as, uh, as the audience, we know about tricks, and the things that they try, and when he f- disappears to behind a sofa and <laughs> a- appears again, you know that the stuntman's there, crouching. Like, uh, yeah, level that. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about a really bad film. Sorry. Yeah, yes. that's all right. Um, <laughs> this is where Dreyfus is in hospital after he fell out of his window with his broken leg, and apparently yeah. he nearly choked to death on a goldfish. Yes, that was that was a bad, not a bad joke. Mm. Not a bad joke. So his leg doesn't hurt, but his throat does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Slade, a classic sort of Oliver Hardy big leg in plaster. Yeah, thing. I was thinking that too. He should have brought him some hard-boiled eggs and nuts. I know, I know. They, they, to make this film work, they really should have just um, brought in anything that reminds people of other films. Yes, yes. You know, it's a funny thing about physical comedy when you talk about Laurel and Hardy and Sellers yeah. is that a lot of thing, a lot of times, what sells the fall or the joke is that. Most of the time, I'm laughing more at the noise Ollie makes when he falls over mm. than I am at what she's doing. And Sellers did it as well. When you think about when he's the hunchback and he explodes and he's like, mm. la, 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 la. yeah, um, the cells really sells the joke. And again, when yeah. someone falls over this, there's no sound or anything. And... No, no. Also, uh, that, that was something that did occur to me was when mm. when Ted Wass is in um, the in the car yeah. in the cab, yes. being pursued by. Whoever, whoever bloody was yeah, who, no, idea. I do know, no idea um uh he's just going ah, ah, and there's there's kind of genuine fear oh. and you never laugh at genuine fear no you've got to laugh at well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's not funny no. <laughs> um that's for sure so again, <laughs> but yes you you um yeah so he got that wrong And that's end of part one of this episode of Smirshpod. We'll be back later in the week with part two. So please stick around. But in the meantime, why not like, subscribe, review, enjoy, share, tell everybody you like. And, you know, why not even buy Thunderbook? Hey, why not? See you next time.
If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hunton and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.